Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is Stacy Hall, and this is the podcast series, A World That Works for All, featuring Barrett Kohler authors, wisdompreneurs, thought leaders, and change agents. And it is my joy as a fellow Barrett Kohler author to interview other authors with this publishing house who have been leaders and pioneers in concepts, theories, and practical application that actually does help us all have a world that works for all. And one of those people is here with me today. Her name is Sharon Jordan Evans. And Sharon, I have known for many, many years, and when I say known, knew her a little bit, watched her from afar, be able to really shift the corporate world on its axis. Because Sharon pioneers, continues to pioneer and continues in the field of employee retention and engagement. She has been a prominent speaker for Fortune 500 companies and an executive coach to the leaders of organizations that know how important it is to keep and retain good employees rather than let them go. She has a master's degree in organization development and is a professional certified coach. More than that, I'm going to say she has co-authored two Wall Street Journal bestsellers. Love Them or Lose Them, Getting Good People to Stay is the subtitle, and it is known as the world's best-selling employee retention book, and also Love It, Don't Leave It, 26 Ways to Get What You Want at Work. So you can see one is for the employers, the others for the employees, and her latest book, Hello, Stay Interviews, Goodbye, Talent Lost, was most recently published in 2015. We're going to talk about all of these. And Sharon, welcome to the show. Hi, Stacy. It's great to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm thrilled that you chose to be with us today. And I'd love to know, how do you feel your books and your work fit in with or support the Barrett Kohler mission of creating a world that works for all? Well, here's the link as I see it, Stacey. Uh, first of all, a world that works for all has to include the world of work, right? Um, you know, it's the places we work. Those might be brick and mortar or they might be virtual. And the people with whom we work, and that includes those who lead or manage us. So one study found that 50% of workplace satisfaction depends on the relationship one has with the boss. I find it for myself, actually, higher than 50% of workplace satisfaction depends on that relationship. And then the conference board research found that people don't leave companies, they actually leave managers. So uh, Bev Kay and I have written a couple of books that are designed to help managers become better leaders, 
Um, and then a third book uh, to help workers move the needle on their own job satisfaction. And w- the way I look at it is if we can accomplish both of these things, we will have kinder, gentler, happier workplaces. And, of course, that contributes to a world that works for all. So how's that for a link? Uh, kinder, gentler, happier how about in that? the world. <laughs> that works for all. Absolutely. All right. So you have three BK published books. You shared with me previously that you would like to highlight chat about two of them which two and why so i'd like to talk a little bit today about love them or lose them and um hello stay interviews goodbye talent loss and the reason is first of all those two are kind of partner books in a way um love them or lose them is written for anyone who manages anyone and it basically lays out 26 strategies A through Z, believe it or not, for engaging and retaining talent. And then the the partner book to that, Hello, Stay Interviews, dives into the most important strategies from Love Them or Lose Them. It's it's taking the Ask chapter, the first chapter in Love Them, and it sort of fleshes out that concept, and it clarifies the most important tool in any manager's engagement toolkit, and that tool is called a Stay Interview. So we're going to circle back around to that one. Sounds good. All right. Let's start with love them or lose them. And you've let me know that it is considered the best-selling employee retention book in the world. Now, that's a big statement. How did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, isn't that a big statement? Uh, Yeah, love them has really done great through the years. Uh, Globally, it's sold at this point, over 700,000 copies, and it's in 26 languages. Uh, the first edition came out n- way back in 1999, which sounds like, I don't know, ancient times right now. Um, since then, there have been five, four new editions, so we're in our fifth edition now. Um, and it came out, that first edition came out amidst the, most, the really highly publicized talent wars. Remember those? Um, Mackenzie talked about those. And people were shocked in 1999 about how hard it was to find talent and began to realize they had to figure out a way to keep talent. No one had written a book um, strictly to managers on the topic of retention. They had written books to human resources professionals. So we designed a book especially for busy managers. It's an easy read, easy to access and we broke the research-supported strategies into chapters organized by the alphabet so that it would be user-friendly. You can skip around. You can select topics that interest you most. It has anecdotes, a fair amount of humor. Um, and I think all those things have helped make, a, make it very, very popular. And I guess the other part of it, Stacy, is that managers realize that employee engagement and retention um, is a perennial issue. It matters all the time. It's not economically dependent. Um, sometimes we think of it as being so, but actually it matters uh, to keep the talent you can't afford to lose. Absolutely, and I still have my original copy and refer to it often, even though I work with independent contractors. Many of the principles are exactly still same and relevant. So. You you shared a little bit about how the book is organized and it goes in alphabetical order, but what do you think that readers actually learn from reading Love Them or Lose Them? 
Can you give me some examples yeah. of how managers have actually used it? Absolutely. Uh, so the most important tool that they get, and by the way, I see it as as kind of a, a user manual, a toolkit, if you will. The most important tool comes early on in the first chapter, which is called Ask. Um, find out what will keep them. And that tool is called a state interview. Uh, Bev Kay and I coined that term way back in the late 90s, and a lot of people know it and use it now. Um, but our sense was if you conduct more stay interviews, you'll conduct fewer exit interviews. Uh, later um, in the book, Beyond Ask, uh, you come to an S chapter that references space. And I, I just want to highlight that quickly because that provides some, an interesting tool as well. And this has to do with giving your employees a longer leash or elbow room, um, a chance to, to really be in charge of their own career in some way. We talk about inner and outer space and ask managers, are you space friendly? And we have them actually take an insight uh, quiz so that they can determine how, user, how friendly they are um, in terms of responding to employees' requests. So there are questions from their employees like, uh, can I come in earlier and um, leave earlier on Fridays to get to my son's soccer match? Or can I hang you know, pictures in my office of my family? Or can I bring my well-behaved dog to work on Saturdays? <laughs> <laughs> I have a dog, Stacy. I think you have one, too. I have, I have two. I have two, yes. <laughs> so we can relate to that. Um, but anyway, it's a, we asked the, the person who's looking at this quiz to answer yes, no, or no way. And it's such an amazing thing, especially when I do it with a big audience in a, in a speaking engagement. And people say no way to the dog right away. No way they can't hang their family pictures on the wall. You know, no way. Um, and and sometimes they really should at least explore what's possible. I mean, what if this talented individual who's putting in overtime on Saturdays without pay, what if he could bring his dog? What would it hurt? That kind of thing. So that's the space chapter. And then quickly, another really popular chapter is the jerk chapter. And the title of the chapter is Jerks Don't Be One. Um, and, of course, this Hold, is, hold on. Jerks. You're, you're saying J-E-R-K-S, right? Jerks? Jerks, yes. Do not be one. And, and we have a jerk-like behavior checklist in there. So you, the manager, um, who thinks everyone else might be a jerk but not you, you could actually take a look at this quiz and, and see, my goodness, do you ever intimidate? Do you withhold praise? Do you micromanage? Do you belittle people? Do you fail to listen? Do you have sloppy moods? Are, are any of these things in your repertoire? And um, if so, how often are you exhibiting these behaviors? And the bottom line about it is today, people simply won't stay and work for a jerk. So we give managers who self-identify as having some jerk-like behaviors, we give them some strategies and some approaches um, for changing those behaviors. So that's just a couple of examples of the things that readers would find in the book and uh, tangible tools that they might, might have um, in order to further engage and retain talent. Fabulous. Now, you made mention of the second book, Hello, State Interviews, Goodbye, Talent, Loss. Uh, and you said that that connects to the first book through the first chapter of Love Them or Lose Them, yes? Right, exactly. 
so why do a whole book? Yeah, that's kind of what I asked. Hello, stay interviews. <laughs> <laughs> that's the very question I asked. Oh, actually, our publisher asked us about it, and he had had people asking about that first chapter and could the authors maybe present more information about it. So Bev and I got together and said, really, does it deserve its own little book? Um, and it is a smaller book than the Love Merlusen book. And we realized, you know what, we've had enough questioning and even pushbacks from managers who are afraid to conduct a stay interview. We've had a lot of questions come to us through the years. And we said, okay, let's do that. You know, let's flesh out that ask chapter and let's give them more information, especially about the fear of asking key questions like what will keep you here and what could entice you away. Fabulous. So what kind of pushback could people possibly have? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me me tell you about that, Stacey. So I've presented to big groups, and I will ask, I will say, I'll give them an example. I'll say, imagine this. Your boss calls you in and sits you down and says, you are so important to me and to this team. I probably don't tell you that often enough, but I cannot imagine losing you. So I would like to know what will keep you here, and I'd like to know what could entice you away. Then I ask an audience, let's say there's 400 people in the audience. I ask, how many of you have had a manager do almost exactly that? And I want you to guess how many hands go up in an audience of 400. Uh, I'm going to guess 10. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're almost exactly <laughs> spot on. <laughs> a, well, I was thinking, let's see, 400, 10% is 4, maybe yeah, it's yeah, more very than 10%. Good, very so, like, there we go. <laughs> Some nice quick math there. And then, so then. Oh, no, actually, my actually my math was wrong. It would have been 40, so I'm I'm under. Yeah, there you go. All right, yeah. I got in the ballpark. <laughs> Faulty math. But anyway, you had the right answer. So, yeah, just a few hands will go up, and I'll ask them, so how did it feel? And they say, oh, it felt great. How did it feel? Gee, I felt really important and valued. And then I asked, how did it feel? This one guy raised his hand, by the way, this was years ago, raised his hand, and he said, well, Sharon, to be honest, it felt a little late. It was in the exit interview. And I said, oh, my gosh, how, I mean, isn't that true? And how sad that we find out what our talented people want in the exit interview. Why? Because we didn't ask sooner, right? So this book is written to help managers overcome their fear. And then I asked the audience, by the way, what are, you, what are you afraid of or what were your managers afraid of? Why didn't they ask the question? And, of course, the answer is, Stacy, you probably know the answer to this one too. Well, right. I'm going to say that they're afraid of the answer, yeah. which is why I'm like, well, I- Maybe it's because they're afraid they're not going to be able to meet the person's needs, and then once it's out of the bag, what Bingo. do you do then? Okay. Bingo. Bingo. It's opening Pandora's box. Why would I ask a question like that when the answer could be, I want a raise or I want a promotion? And what if I can't give either one of those things? So I'm just not going to ask that kind of question. I'm just not going to do it. So what we do in this book is we give uh, four steps for what to do when you are asked um, or a request is made of you and it's something you think you cannot deliver on. And it's so straightforward and it's so simple. And once managers learn it 
and then test drive it in their workplaces, they are just so pleased with it, and and they get hooked on it, and they conduct stay interviews <laughs> on a on a regular basis, which is what's recommended. It's not a one time thing, and and it's not an interrogation either. It's it's a conversation that you have with a treasured, talented employee. I, I'm envisioning as you're speaking what this would look like, and rather than just imagining it in my head, can you give us an example of a successful stay interview that a manager conducted? Maybe um, they did it just because you asked them to <laughs> to practice, and it came out okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you um, a success story first. So I, I was a, uh, doing some coaching, executive coaching uh, for a manager, a plant manager, and this was years ago, and uh, told him about the stay interview approach because he had a talented person reporting to him that um, he thought was, quote, loose in the saddle, meaning this guy might huh. might leave. And okay. he said, I don't know how to keep him. And I said, well, what does he want? And he said, uh, I don't know. And I said, well, what, why don't you ask him? And he said, because I'm afraid he's going to ask for something I can't give. So I taught him how to do the stay interview and and taught him the four steps. And I said, okay, first, um, you ask, you say what kind of what I already said. You are so important to me and to this team. I can't imagine losing you. So I'd like to know what will keep you here and what could entice you away. And uh, and he said, oh my God, what if he asks for a raise? And I said, well, first, you acknowledge the request. You hear it. And ideally, you say you're worth that and more to me. You know. And second, you tell the truth about obstacles you face. So then you say, I have to be honest with you. We've had some recent budget cuts, and everybody's belt tightening, and a raise could be difficult. So that's the truth about it. Number three, you demonstrate that you care enough to explore his request and to stand up for him. So you say, I hear your request. You're worth that to me. Let me chat with both human resources and my manager let me find out, if not this, then what, and if not now, then when. And let's talk again next Friday about that. And then number four, and here's the magic one. Number four, you ask, what else? What else matters to you? If I can't get you this raise right now, what else is important to you? What can we explore? So this executive that I was coaching um, actually called this, his employee, treasured employee, in and asked, you know, asked what would keep him. And <laughs> to this guy, Charlie is the manager. Char- to Charlie's amazement, um, the employee didn't ask for a raise or a promotion at that moment. What the employee asked for uh, was a chance to have some visibility to the senior team. So he said, you know, Charlie, I would love to know, get to know some of the senior team members, but I'd like to see how they interact and how they operate. Is there a chance ever that I could accompany you to a staff meeting? And Charlie says, well, my gosh, I, I don't know. I think probably so. Let me make sure that that's okay. And uh, and his employee was thrilled. He said, yeah, that's great. Just look into it, and then let's circle back, you know, and talk about other things. So, Sure enough, they Charlie runs it up the flagpole. He gets the okay, and he invites his employee Ken into the staff meeting. And at the outcome, um, Ken said, "You know what? That was absolutely amazing. I got to know them. I got to see how they operate. And what's also cool is they asked me a bunch of questions, and they got to know me a little bit. 
So what that employee was looking for was some kind of visibility. He aspires to move up in the organization. This is what he wanted. And so often managers are shocked that their employees want something other than money. Oh, it would be worrisome, right, if it's just money yeah. that they want. Yeah, um, and, and that's what people always push back on me, and they say, what if it is money? And I say, well, if it's only money that's keeping them there, good luck, because there will always be a higher bidder, and you are likely to lose the talent that only is there for the money. That's why so many other strategies, most of those covered in Love Them or Lose Them, so many other strategies are absolutely key to keeping your talent. Uh, by the way, money is the greatest, one of the greatest recruiting tools, but it's a terrible stay factor. It really is if other things are lacking. It's, I've actually read that appreciation, uh, I think, is the greatest motivator. Of all people, whether they're at work or in, you know, in a romantic relationship, so that yeah. would stand to reason what you just said is um, somebody who's motivated by money and that's all that's important to them will chase the money. Somebody who's motivated by appreciation or respect or some motivation will um, find other ways yeah, to be yeah. rewarded. Yeah. yeah, you you are spot on. In fact, I always say, you know what? Think about this. If you, if you work for a jerk, if you see no career path at all, and there are no exciting opportunities to learn or grow, are you going to stay for the money? Are you going to stay even for a bit of a raise? And most people, and especially now, Stacey, the younger generation, yes. they will not stay. I mean, they're looking for resume builders they're, they're looking for a chance to learn and grow. Yes, in fact, they get impatient and want a promotion. They do. Um, but I'll tell you what, they will not stay uh, just for the money. They, they need to have these other opportunities. To play, explore, and discover, which I, I completely understand that. Well, so Sharon, from here then, so we've got these books. And what do you see is coming in your world or what you would like people to do? Say more about what's really important to you because I've been asking you all the questions. So now it's time for you to be able to share with me what you'd like to chat about. So, you know, one of the things I guess that matters the most to me is that managers become the best possible managers and leaders that they can be. I have a belief, Stacy, that um, those in management roles would actually like to be known as great managers. They would like to do a good job. I don't think I've ever met anyone in 20 years of executive coaching, I don't think I've met anyone who did not care about being good at this job of leadership or management. But so many of them really don't know how. They They didn't learn it in school, the MBA program they went to, didn't really help them develop in that way very often. And uh, and let's face it, many managers have been rewarded for their functional technical skills all along, and they haven't really developed those leadership skills that they'll need when they step into management. So everything that I've worked on and written about and speak about has to do with this notion of you know, learning some kind of simple basics about good management, practicing those, getting feedback. The people I work with become feedback junkies 
you know, they're always asking for input, feedback, not just the annual performance appraisal, but all along the way. So the books that I've worked on, written, uh, co-authored, uh, are intended to really help managers become the very best managers they can be. And then, you know, I should put in one little pitch for that Love It, Don't Leave It book, too, um, because that is written for these employees who also have a role to play, I think, in the world of work. And it's important to, to know that you can be empowered and that you can move the needle on your own job satisfaction as an employee. Uh, but sometimes you need some hints and tips and strategies. So that little book helps um, anybody who works. So I don't know. What, what, else, are, what else could I say about well, this I, work? I, I, well, if I may, I'm going to just say, ask you to say a little bit more about the, the third book. And that is because oftentimes people don't feel as employees that they matter and that they will be heard if they make requests. So I, as we start to wrap up here, if you could say a little more about the strategies in that book, that would be very wonderful. Good. I'll, you know what? I'll go straight to the Ask chapter in that book. That book is a companion book to love them truly because it's A through Z again. But this time it's from the employee standpoint, not the manager standpoint. So in the ask chapter, I think one of the most important strategies people can learn about is how to ask for what you want. Um, Because otherwise you may just have to take what you get. And I say rather than jump ship the minute things don't seem right, how about at first at least giving it a try, giving it a go. One of, the, uh, one of the tools in that first chapter helps people identify first what it is they want a little more of or less of. Second, figuring out um, to whom they can make that request. Is it their boss? Is it HR? Is it somebody else? Um, and then third, and this is a biggie and most people don't do this, is you need to have uh, a with it. Now, you've probably heard of a with them, which is what's in it for me. But sure. a, a with it, it's what's in it for them. You've got to go with a with it. What's in it for them to grant your request? So don't go to your boss with a request unless you can think of the with it. So, for example, I, I want a raise. The with it for my boss, as I think about it, is he's going to have a more motivated, excited, pumped um, you know, employee on his hand. If, if, sure. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah. the with it. So in every case, you want to take a longer vacation, maybe time off uh, without pay, but you're scared to death to go ask your employee. I've known people who quit their jobs just so they could take a sabbatical rather than go <laughs> ask if they could have a sabbatical. <laughs> and, and, you know, it sounds funny, and yet I can completely understand, especially I'm just going to say if we go back to the first book and that chapter on jerks, sometimes oh, yeah. one would prefer to do that than deal with a jerk. Oh, yeah, and that's the other thing. In in the little employee book, the jerk chapter is all about how to deal with a jerk as a boss or how to deal with, you know, a peer even that that is, has some jerk-like behaviors. And and give we give really clear strategies and approaches. Uh, they kind of pare down to alter, accept, or avoid. So try to alter the behavior of that person if possible, and we tell them how to do that accept the person, warts and all, 
because most of us do have a few warts. So can you accept them, warts and all? And the third one is avoid. So if it's a peer, you know, don't go to lunch at the same time. Or um, it's a little harder if it's the boss. But I've known <laughs> I've I've known of employees yeah. that actually took a job across the country, so they were in the same office with their boss, and it worked out pretty well. So there are, there are all kinds of strategies that help people deal, you know, as employees with these very same issues. Beautiful. Well, Sharon, as always, I, I'm amazed at how fast the time goes by when I'm chatting with Barrett Kohler authors because every one of their books and their concepts is really on the leading edge of what's happening in the world right now. How can people get a hold of you if they'd like more? Because as, as I said at the beginning, you let me know you are a professional certified coach and you work with Fortune 500 companies. People may want to contact you after this interview. Well, I would love it if they would. Um, you can email me, and the email address is Sharon, and it's S-H-A-R-O-N, at SharonJordanEvans.com. So my name's all run together there, Sharon at SharonJordanEvans.com. Um, and I'd love it if people go to my website, too, and just explore a little bit. There are things you can um, make use of and download and information and again that might prompt some questions and feel free to contact me fabulous and you can always check out the books love them or lose them love it don't leave it hello state interviews goodbye talent lost at bkconnection.com the official website of barrett kohler publishers and we'll say the sponsor of this podcast series on a world that works for all. Sharon, thanks for joining me. I'm Stacy Hall, and my book with Barrett Kohler is Attracting Perfect Customers, and you can learn more about me on my website, as well as bkconnection.com. My website is chi, C-H-I-T-O-B-E.com. Chi2B.com is in the energy to be attractive to who you want to be attractive to in the work environment and also to be successful. So let's close the book on this episode of A World That Works For All. Bye, everyone. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.